This is what I've been saying, the three L's, listen, learn, and lead. The advisors to do that are the advisors that are going to win. The value of bespoke advice has never been higher. You're listening to Coindesk's On Purpose with OnRamp CEO Tyrone Ross, a licensed investment advisor and powerful storyteller. Tyrone has a passion for digital assets and their ability to disrupt our current way of life. This show is for advisors by advisors. Advise on purpose in the arising realm of Bitcoin and cryptocurrency. And just a reminder, Coindesk is a news source and does not provide investment advice. And now, Tyrone Ross. All right, welcome back to the latest episode of the On Purpose podcast. I am your host, Tyrone Ross. I am back with the friend of the show, (laughs) <laughs> and fellow advocate for financial advisors, Lacey Shrum from Smart KX. How are you today? I'm doing so well. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. This is a long time coming. I uh, just saw you at Riskalyze's conference, which was awesome. We got to yep. talk for a bit, some of which I'm sure will come up today. Let's just start with the basics. So many ways we could take the conversation, but introduce yourself to the people so they know how special you are. <laughs> I'll take it. <laughs> uh, so my name is Lacey Shrum. I am an attorney. I grew up in the RIA space uh, at the beginning of my career through ops, compliance, went to law school and then did GC and CCO work, left the RIA and still did compliance consulting and then got really interested in tech and just for lack of better reasoning, just wanted to know how the internet worked. <laughs> um, so took some dev classes and at that point just got really into learning about Bitcoin and cryptocurrencies and blockchain technology, still doing consulting and just this industry is ripe for technology innovation. And one of the major problems that advisors have is uh, their fee calculations and ensuring that those are accurate seamlessly and easily. So that was the reasoning for building my company, SmartKX, where we automate the fees from the agreement with the client to fee calculation, auditing, and then an overall revenue service for advisors. Awesome. So let's stay right there. I think that's one of the things that you always talk about that I think is so important, and which is why when an advisor comes to OnRamp, one of the first things we have there is big post your fee agreement right here, right? So just... <laughs> So just talk about that, you know, the fees that advisors charge and and billing and their agreements and how most times those really aren't aligned and how that could present some issue for advisors. And I think it will even more with crypto, as we've discussed as well. Absolutely. Uh, I think that any advisor that was listening to this probably heard me say fee process and we're like, oh, Um, because we're just getting out of the cycle of quarterly in advance right now. And it's just a headache. Like every advisor, every firm will tell you like, this is one of the most tedious, you know, I lose sleep over this at night because the process is all manual and I don't know what I don't know is in there. Like, I don't know what the stack of contracts say, but I do know that the SEC is going to ask when they examine me. I do know that when we hit a bad market and clients get upset, they're going to ask me, does the fee match the client contract? It sounds very basic, but that's really hard to maintain. As a firm grows, as the relationship with the client changes, maintaining that symmetry is really difficult. So it's just this huge pain point for advisors. 
most advisors are doing some, if not all of their fee calculation manually. So that means in an Excel formula, they have someone who's going in and calculating the amount charged and actually paying themselves. So advisors also have this really odd situation where they are able to calculate their own fee due and pay themselves out of the client's account with no oversight. Hmm. <laughs> so great job if you can get it, huh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Whenever anybody's like, oh, they're this bill by AUM is going away. I'm like, there's no way it's going away. Like as a business person, like I'm no. not, <laughs> if I can sweet. get money straight out of the account, I'll take it. Mm-hmm. So they have a lot of responsibility and, and not a lot of oversight. I mean, the SEC will come in and do a look back, but that's two years past when it's happened. And so if you have mistakes or fraud or just everyday errors, they can continue on for quite some time. And so that's like another piece that I know we'll talk a lot about, but just like this idea of things happening in real time besides in contrast to a look back audit, which I think is really exciting about the technology. But yeah, most are doing quarterly in advance. Almost all are still billing from client accounts. And then, of course, the quarterly in advance brings up a lot of issues and headaches and (laughs) a lot of discussion. (laughs) Yeah, especially on a volatile asset class. But so, yeah, so so much to dig into there. I guess let's go through, because again, you've gone through this, you've seen it. So if you can just give us an example of probably the most egregious example that you have seen, because I'm sure... There are a lot of advisors now kind of like leaning in like, oh my God, am I doing this wrong? What could I do? And then kind of blend that into how you see a solution, what Smart KX does to help. And, and then we could kind of lead advisors to where the pastures are greener <laughs> and fairer. And we can kind of dig in there. What's on the floor? I think the most egregious outlandish thing, which I haven't personally seen in my legal work, but you know, it can always happen is fraud. You have these firms who are Usually if they're larger, like trusting a group or one key individual who's running fees, paying out of a client's account to the advisor's account, which someone has control over. So that's like the most egregious is that I don't, again, I don't work with firms where this is happening. I've not seen it, but like that is a risk of this problem that you can pay yourself and you have somebody that is solely in charge. Most firms have one key person. It's usually an operations person that's doing this whole process, which like, that's a huge risk. That's a key man employee risk that that person could leave. That's also a lot of stress, a lot of burden for that person there. I know many who are planning vacations and family events and births around the time of billing. Like you, (laughs) nobody should be doing that. So that's like the most like egregious issue there. The other one is, of course, dealing with the SEC. Like they can come in and it's really easy to put a junior, you know, examiner on this and say, compare fees to the client contracts. And it's really easy to find things that don't match. Usually the contract isn't robust enough. The details of what the fee will be, any exceptions, how your bill on what values, where the fee's coming from, that's typically not laid out in the contract as thorough as it should be. And then over time, advisors change their relationship. They'll go to a meeting and say, I met with the Joneses. They're going to park cash here for two months while they buy a house. We're not going to bill them on cash. Well, at that point, that ops person like writes it down on a post-it note, not bill on cash fourth quarter. When they do billing, they go through all their post-it notes. Like the documentation, the centralization of like the whole process is not there. 
So the SEC can really get into that. And I've seen SEC get down to dollars and cents. The client told you this on this day, you did that on two days later, you owe them for two days difference, fix it, pay them back. Oh, and by the way, go back and audit every single client and make sure you didn't do that anywhere else. My goodness. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So, (laughs) So that's why for those that haven't heard of our software, the biggest change that we're really making in the industry is that billing was always this report. So we have performance reports. Oh, we also need a billing report. It's 1% based on AUM, like just run a report. But that report isn't, it's just a flat report. It's not a system for billing. It's similar to using Excel to do financials for your startup instead of using QuickBooks. Like it's just very manual, very tedious. And it's a flat Excel, not a system. And so I went back to the fees and I said, what is the fee calculated on? It's dependent on the agreement with the client, what you're going to bill and how that's documented. And it's on the AUM. So that's why when we talk about fees a lot, we've combined it with the ability to send fee disclosures, fee contracts for signature. We've put it with that client contract because they are dependent on one another. Those of you who are really into the Bitcoin space, if you've read the Bitcoin white paper, it's very similar. You have, you know, without Bitcoin, you have all these ledgers and you have people holding them together and the audit is a mess and it's ripe for fraud. Same way with a lot of internal systems. The fees and the contracts are separated. You have a lot of ledgers holding them together, right for mistake and fraud. So we've put them together into one. Awesome. And, and it's funny, we're even talking internally where, and we we're talking about billing here, but also why not have this same type of technology or, or system be used for financial plans, right? You have a plan with an advisor should go into blockchain, right? Like it's in, the client should own that piece of data and information and be able to move that where they see fit. Like, it's amazing the technology that's here we can use, but we're still stuck in the stone age. So let's talk about billing now and then just the technology and how it allows financial advisors to, I mean, let's just call it what it is, become more compliant, right? And and talk about being fair. We talk about the decentralization of power and everything in crypto. This is why I think we are both excited about what this means for our space. And I think one of the things that we're getting from advisors all the time is how do I bill, right? Because it's like, if you take them away from the little land of AUM, as you mentioned, it's like, wait, wait, what do I do now? I can't just stick a fee on it and wrap it and then go play golf, right? So it's like, there's so many different models and things that are going to take place here. So let's start here. For advisors that are wanting to delve into crypto, what would be the first thing that you say, you know, they should do and start to learn as far as simply as billing is concerned, because the SEC does want to know, right? They're saying like, we want to know what you're charging on crypto and how you're doing it and all of that. But if you can walk folks through that, I think that'll be incredibly helpful. Like we've talked about, I think there's a lot of work advisors need to do just not necessarily advisors as well as just the industry. Our industry is, if you go to any conference, everyone talks about data and integration. So how do we get data moving fast between all the service providers? And every month that feels like that's breaking a little more, like we're getting a little closer, but it is, the data is very closely held, whether intentionally or the lack of technology by the large players. And so I think that is one piece that stops advisors from implementing any tech kind of technology 
which Bitcoin is an, an asset you're investing in, but it is a technology, that that world is very open, very technologically advanced. So you're moving from a very slow, archaic world into a fast moving world. It, it just, there's a lot to bridge there. So I think advisors need to understand sort of where they, their technology stack stands as a whole, but then their individual practice and then their internal policies. Like what are they, are they able to move fast? And I don't mean fast, like between nine to five on Monday through Friday. Like when you look at a crypto allocation or the way of the future, that's 24 yeah. seven. And so like one of the things that we've done is allowed advisors that that client fee relationship will change. And so the advisors on our platform can change that fee re relationship quickly in compliance, send it out to the client and it's done. It takes three minutes versus five to 10 days. Um, and so I think you've got to look at your process. Like, am I ready to like jump into these fast moving waters with billing, with signing contracts, with the way how money moves so quickly? So I think that's really the first piece for advisors to think about if they've made that decision. There's lots of other things I think advisors should think about. I don't know. I think it's one of the best things advisors can do right now is if they're large enough or if they have somebody on staff who has an interest in technology and crypto and Bitcoin. And also, obviously, if they're on staff, they understand the RIA and investing world. Just like hire somebody to come and research and learn about yep. all the weird things that are out there in crypto. Like yep. I pride myself on being the weirdo of the legal space and like <laughs> clients love that. Like it's good for your, your staff and your investment team to know, but like clients love that. They don't love talking about ETFs and mutual funds at cocktail parties. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm sorry, but a portfolio manager from, you know, a big investment company to come speak to the group. It's been done for a long time. You have some like weirdo, like all of us Bitcoiners that understand and can talk to clients and just talking about how finance and advisory in the world is changing with this and how you're taking a world that was so layered with gatekeepers and middlemen and you're really just flattening it out. The internet changed things for a lot of reasons, but this has an ability to like really disrupt all these middle people that are holding everything together. And I think that's really exciting to tell clients about whether you move forward with it or not. Yeah, I agree. And that's one of the things that is not talked about enough to me is everyone's like, oh, well, you know, how do we do crypto and this, that, whatever. Like, first of all, you need to hire the people who know crypto. And if you are a traditional firm, they're not trying to work where you are. They're trying to leave where you are <laughs> and go to companies that are being innovative. And I'm sure you get asked this question as well as you're raising capital and we are You're like, well, why, why wouldn't the incumbents do this? Well, for one, they haven't yet. <laughs> and two, they just don't have the intellectual capacity, right? The folks there who know it enough to do it. So that dearth of talent, right? And there's just been this exodus of talent from the traditional world into our space and to build the future of financial services. And I think it's a beautiful thing to see. But that's a really good point. So just holding here for a second, for advisors that, and you said something that I think is so powerful, because I say the same thing is, you said minutes versus days, right? And I think that's the whole thing that we want an account being opened, funded, and then traded. That taking days is ridiculous. Like, mm -hmm. that should be minutes and ultimately mm -hmm. seconds, because it can happen now. But in a traditional world, it's just a long time of 
Is it ACH? Is it wire? How are we getting the money in? And once it settles, how much is available? Settling. It, it is. <laughs> Give me a break. <laughs> right. If you build in the space enough, you just learn after a while and like, oh, they did this on purpose, right? It doesn't really, it doesn't really have to be this way. Leaning in even more is one of the things that, again, even working with you all, right? And, and we're excited for that, for, you know, to, to bring your services and what you're doing for, you know, customers of OnRamp is with billing, there's technology there to allow an advisor to bill by the day, right? Or to bill by the <laughs> week. Why are you billing quarterly in advance or whatever else? Like you can pull the fee and like in real time, if you choose, get paid in kind, like all these things are there. So before leaving this, I, I just want to, you know, what do you see in your, your vision, right? Because you, you are very much a visionary of what the RA space looks like five, 10 years from now, if OnRamp is successful, is Mark KS successful in helping advisors run more efficient practices? Uh, it's funny you asked that. There was a uh, Twitter, an ongoing Twitter debate this weekend that I was <laughs> leading the charge of. <laughs> uh -oh. So I always look at it as a founder, like you've got to keep this big vision in mind. And then you've got to like really be able to drill into like where your clients are, what their pain points are right now. And so I think we're getting to the stage where the clients are saying, okay, quarterly in advance doesn't make sense, but we've had to do it before because billing was so terrible to begin with. So we only did it four times a year and it became the industry standard. So that's what everyone's doing. But then it's just logistically difficult to carry out. But then to think about changing that fee schedule, I mean, if you say that to most advisors are like, oh, oh no, no, no. Like it's just yeah. the logistics of deciding what it is, getting the paperwork out, doing due diligence on each of the contracts, what consent do you need? Then getting the notice to clients, getting them to sign if they have to. Then when it does change to average daily balance, let's say in the middle of a quarter, you, you've already billed in advance. So your whole deck is thrown up. You've got to reshuffle, you know, and do all mm -hmm. the calculations, which is very difficult to do and execute. We do that. Like that's my part of what we do. And so that advisor has a lot of flexibility. So I think long-term you're going to see, I mean, long, long-term, I think the advisor relationship and what is a financial advice will be drastically different. There's too many things out there on the horizon that are going to pull threads out of the, the quilt as we know it. That isn't mm -hmm. to say I'm thinking that advice will never be and that and people will not need financial advice. I just don't know what the financial advice looks like, where it's coming from, or how it's being compensated. But I think in between those two times of being able to move from quarterly in advance to what is advice, I think you're going to see in the next five to 10 years, advisors get really comfortable with being able to move a lot faster as they begin to trust more in technology. So you and I set up this whole meeting on email. We had a relationship through Twitter and text long before we met in person. And that was very normal. I did not feel like, oh, is it really Tyrone that's going to show up to the meeting? <laughs> and that's like that's normal life because we trust how technology works. And that is easing its way. Think about an Uber. The first time I got into an Uber at a girl's trip, my friend's like, you're going to get into a car with somebody you don't know and have them drive you somewhere. Yeah. yeah my, <laughs> my mother still can't get with that. 
still can't get with it. <laughs> so I think you're going to see advisors trusting technology to take on more like billing. For example, we can do billing a lot faster. We do do audits. The samples actually work in our type of audit situation versus what you're doing. And so they'll trust the systems more to continue to progress. That's going to force the industry to be a lot faster. People are going to have to respond. Clients are not going to be putting up with days to get a wire transfer done, to move money. Like it's just going to force, I think clients and advisors are going to, and tech are going to force the industry to start chipping away those layers. So we're moving a lot faster and just more flexible and like agile. Right. Like that's like, yeah. we're not bendy right now. Like we're very like stiff mm -hmm. and unworkable. Yeah, I agree. And for an industry that is built, right, or supposed to serve and meet the best interests of the client, a lot of things right now aren't in the best interest of the client, mainly the experience. It sucks, right? And if the ability is there to fix it, we should do that as an industry. You know, I love the fact that there are so many people trying to push here and it is hard to push on the RAA space. It is just, mm -hmm. is a, is, hundred trillion dollar market with legacy brands that don't have to move. They've done it, always done it this way. And we've seen robo advisors and we've seen discount brokers. <laughs> it's just no different. Go away. No, <laughs> right. This is all of that combined. Right. Yeah. And it is, it is the nuclear bomb on an industry that just refuses to innovate. And it is, it is going to be forced to now. And it's not, I don't think in defense of advisors, like it's not their fault or really like each individual's weight to carry to like break through this industry and push it into the 21st century of technology because they've really just been done a sort of a disservice by the large conglomerates because they're like this is the way it is you play in our sandbox mm -hmm. everyone else's sandbox is scary and overpriced don't play <laughs> over there you can start yeah. talking about the fed versus bitcoin oh we're safe like that's scary internet people so <laughs> It's breaking. Like the cracks are there. We're running a siege against the city walls, but yeah. So yeah. So as we wind down here, please take the time to let you know everyone know what you're up to, where they can find you, right? And and you know, reach out for not only billing, but again, just your counsel because <laughs> you you do so much about this. But the floor is yours for that. Thanks. Yeah, we're at smartkx.io. KX is shorthand for contract in law school for all the <laughs> lawyers out there. That's where the name came from. You know, we did start out with the inspiration from a smart contract of putting pieces that were dependent and could be run autonomously together. So that's where the name came from, smartkx.io. We're on Twitter, LinkedIn. We do push a bit more content out now, try to bridge the gap from, you know, where advisors are right now to what you and I see as that long-term vision with a little humor sometimes <laughs> if, <laughs> if we can get it in. And then I'm on Twitter at Lacey underscore Shrum, but would love if you're doing any of your fee billing in Excel, you are <laughs> ripe for help and we want to be able to help you. So please uh, reach out to us and Lacey at smartkx.io and we will help you. I will put the bow tie on that by saying this to everyone out there. I've, I've been at this as an advisor almost seven years now. There are a few people that I just think I would leave in a room with a bunch of financial advisors and allow them to talk crypto and all of the innovation and how it makes sense. And Lacey is very high on that list. Hold her in very high regard. 
We're excited at OnRamp to be working with her and just gleaning from her brilliance and what they're building at SmartKX. So reach out ASAP because I'm sure 90% of you listening to this need help with your building. <laughs> so, yeah, crypto um, or not. <laughs> yeah, crypto or not, reach out for sure. Uh, absolutely. And thank you so much for your kind words. The feeling is mutual. Of course. So I, will, I always end the episodes this way. If you made it this far and you found any value in this podcast at all, please run to nokidhungry.org. Uh, let's help feed hungry children. There's no reason a child should be going to bed hungry in the great United States of America with all of this money floating around and now a Bitcoin linked futures ETF. A lot of money floating around. Let's feed some hungry kids. But Lacey, thank you so much for coming on. Thank you, everybody, for listening. And we'll see you guys in the next one. Appreciate you. Thanks, Tyrone. Bye. You've been listening to On Purpose with host Tyrone Ross and guest Lacey Shrum. The show is produced, announced, and edited by Michelle Mousseau with additional production support from Eleanor Paul. Our new theme song is Walk With Swag. Have any questions or comments? Send us an email at podcast at coindesk.com or leave us a review on your favorite podcast player. Thanks for listening.